What happens when a radio broadcaster gets let go from his sports talk job? Well, he tries to figure out what he wants to do next for a career. And in the meantime, joins the 4 million other podcasts on the internet and the John Cast is born. Join me each week as I talk to guests I find interesting or entertaining from the world of sports, play-by-play broadcasting, or whatever else sounds fascinating to me at the moment. The John Cast is what I'm doing until I figure out what I'm doing. Subscribe, download, and I hope you learn something along the way. Brian, what are you drinking today? Well, I'm drinking a Samuel Adams Oktoberfest. Ooh, nice choice. I've got the LaCroix Lime Sparkling Water. These things are like, you start downing these and they go pretty fit, pretty quickly. So, so do these, John. So do these. <laughs> yes, yes, they do. So what's new with you? What's going on? Uh, let's see. Um, not much, really. Uh, hockey season has begun. So um, going to practice every day and uh, watching the, the men and women skate. Women off to a good start. They're 6-0. and Men struggled against Michigan Tech. They got Army coming to town this weekend, a full-blown Army weekend in Madison with the football teams playing on Saturday. But uh, let's see. I do a lot of laundry. Oh, that's good. Clean the kitchen. Still haven't gotten to the bathrooms yet. I think I'll leave that to my wife. (laughs) She's really good at it, right? Oh, how nice of you. A lot of projects around the house, you know? Yeah. Uh, Walking my dog a lot, Stanley. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, We've seen each other a couple of times. Sorry to interrupt. We've seen each other a couple of times. Uh, since I got let go from iHeart, but we got to get out of the golf course. I think I would like to do that. Yeah. Uh, last played, I was not very good. Not, not very good. Went to Lake Mills and that's a tight course with small greens. Ooh. <laughs> the time before though, I was at Windsor. I shot a 38 on the back nine. I was thrilled. Yeah. That's fantastic. What are you talking about? It was nowhere close when I last played. Yeah. yeah. Did you happen to catch, by the way, the Mike Lucas podcast, the first one I did, did you happen to catch any of that yet? I did catch a little bit of it. Yeah. Yeah. Nice yeah. job. What'd you, what'd you think? Lukey brought up the, the idea of me, you and him doing a podcast together. Uh-huh. What do you think of that idea? Um, sure. Is he going to market and sell it? What's, what's <laughs> it, that what he's doing? He's going to take care of all the logistics and, uh, and just let him run with it or what? Or are you in charge? You should be in charge. Uh, look, I have, I have no look, idea. This uh, shaded, I don't know if it's a living room or a bedroom. You look kind of mysterious there, too. Let me see your man bun. How long is that bugger? Oh, my God. Oh, look at that thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's been a year and a half since I cut my hair. I was just yeah. talking to um, Grace Loberg of the volleyball team. I yeah. interviewed her for uh, one of the broadcasts, and she goes, so when are you cutting your hair? <laughs> I, was <laughs> like, I was like, I don't know when I'm going to cut my hair because at this point, I'm never, likely never going to grow my hair long again, ever yeah. in my life. Um, so like I've already committed a year and a half. So to commit to something for a year and a half and then be like, ah, I think I'm just going to change it. I feel like now it's finally to a point where I can make a, a bun. Well, I think it's caught on, John. I think you've started something. Why? I'm just kidding. Actually, oh, the man, man buns are been around for like three or four years. You're late. You're just <laughs> late. That's what it is. You've, you know what happens yeah. when, you, when you grow your hair long post? You've grown your hair kind of long. Yeah, you know, I, so when, yeah, when COVID hit right in March of, uh, of 19 or whatever. Uh, it seems so long ago. Holy cow. And uh, no, was it 20? I think it was 20. 2020, yeah. yep. Yeah, 2020. <laughs> Seems like 19. <laughs> yeah, I let it grow then. And I did a hockey game on TV in October. And it was still long. And I still had my beard. And uh, one of my daughter's friends uh, snapped her with, with a picture of me on TV with my long hair. I kind of looked like Barry Melrose, you know. And, uh, and Maddie said, oh, no, dad. 
and she had a side view with my head turned looking at Bill Brophy and I had its long hair down here and it's all slick back and stuff because it's too long to manage and everything. Yep. So I, I did get my hair cut uh, that following week and uh, I've stayed away from the, the long locks since. I, it, I did look stupid, but yeah. I, yeah. but I was like you, it's like, what the hell? We're not going anywhere. We can't see anybody, you know, so yeah. couldn't see family, friends, you know, coworkers you weren't supposed to. Right. So yeah, it didn't matter. Yeah. And I'm not on TV, so I didn't need to get my hair cut, but now I probably could get my hair cut uh, mm-hmm. fairly soon, but I've had enough people say, Hey, I like your hair to then encourage me to not cut my hair. I'd like it almost if people said, cut the yeah. hair, John, then I'd yeah. be like, okay, I get it. I wasn't going to say anything, but <laughs> uh so welcome in brian posick i guess i never did the intro brian posick is the play-by-play voice of wisconsin badgers hockey what's up a a long time radio guy in the madison area and he joins me on the john cast so this is the podcast that i do a couple two or three times a week and you are guest number four on the podcast so congratulations it's quite an honor yeah yeah um so i i like to talk to people just kind of about what they've been up to um, and your background of doing play-by-play, I want to talk a little bit about that. And can we please yeah. talk about that? Did you watch the Packers game yesterday? I did on uh, DVR. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I was. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That was insane. We'll we'll get to the Packers game a little bit, but I did want right. to uh, talk a, a little bit about your play-by-play. How long have you been doing hockey on the radio? Twenty years. This is my twentieth year. Twenty years. That's just just University of Wisconsin hockey. Correct. Correct. Okay. How, yeah. When was your first? Do you remember your first broadcast? My first broadcast actually was filling in for the guy that was sick, Michael Barr. I was up in uh, Houghton, Michigan, and uh, called uh, called a couple of games up there. Jeff Sauer was still coaching at the time, okay. and uh, that was a treat. I, you know, it's, it's funny. I don't remember the games all that well, but I remember the lobster pizza at the Ambassador in downtown Houghton. Um, I remember, um, yeah, I remember just kind of <laughs> hanging out probably later than we should have on Friday night, and then trying to recover on Saturday in time to do the next game. You know, mm-hmm. that was, uh, but I, you know, um, I remember the, uh, you know, the first game I did when, when Mike, when I became the, the full-time radio guy, Mike Eves was the head coach and, um, you know, Mike came in and, and, uh, really took control of the program and, and, um, you know, he was, he was uh, pretty hard on, on the guys and it was a rough first season. Um, but then he, he got them going, you know, uh, the second season, they almost made it to the frozen four. They lost in overtime in the regional final, you know, and lost to Michigan the following year and then won the NCAA title in 2006. But um, so I've done so many games now, John, they all kind of, all kind of come together. But uh, I do first, the first game that I ever did, um, Wisconsin lost, but so did the last one, you know? <laughs> so so when, why, why, why hockey? Was there ever a sport you wanted to do? I'm sorry. Was no, there what? no. Um, I grew up in Indiana and Kentucky. I'm, I'm a baseball fan first and foremost. So I always wanted to be the, the voice of the Cincinnati Reds and replace Marty Brenneman, the baseball hall of famer. But, uh, um, you know, I went to college at UW Stevens point and wanted to do play by play there. They have a great college radio station, a news department, sports department. I mean, the students run the entire show with a faculty advisor, Jim Haney for a long time and taught me so much. Um, but I, I just wanted to, to do baseball at first, but then I was more than willing to try anything else. First game I ever did was, uh, was a Stevens Point basketball game in Superior. Mm-hmm. Uh, Terry Porter was playing at the time for, for Stevens Point. Of course, played nice. for the Trailblazers and an all-star made to the NBA Finals. Uh, uh, played for Dick Bennett up in Point. 
And I remember the opening tip, Kirby Coolis won the opening tip. I forgot who got the tip and threw it to Terry Porter for a slam dunk. Very first play of my very first play-by-play broadcast. Oh, that is awesome. It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I stuffed it again at that whole year, but uh, looked pretty good that first time right out of the gate. I remember I was calling uh, a high school uh, state championship game. It was Madison Memorial. And I'm pretty sure, shoot, I don't remember if it was Keaton Nankaville or Jerron Maiman. Somebody yeah. dunked on the very first play. I don't remember. And I was not expecting a dunk. You might get, here's the tip, and we'll start this game under. And all of a sudden, yeah. here's the tip, and there's an alley-oop slam dunk highlight of the game right away. So a dunk right. to start off, that catches you off guard as a play-by-play guy. Yeah, oh, yeah. No, that was, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, and, and I was probably in the middle of saying, Stevens Point wearing its purple and gold yep. uniform. <laughs> Oh, and yellow jackets and they're black. Oh, poor dunk. Oh, you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That's probably how it went, right? Yeah, that's that. Yeah, exactly. I think that's kind of like how, how mine sounded too. So, you know, I'm also, as I'm doing this podcast, BP, and when I talk to play-by-play guys, I'm trying to get like tips just to become, I don't know, yeah. more efficient, a little bit better. So when you mm-hmm. approach a broadcast, how long, what, what do you, like, how long does a game prep take for you? Because, uh, by, by the way, real quick, because in hockey, I, mm-hmm. I, I imagine it must be, extremely difficult with line changes and everybody's on the ice and everything's going a thousand miles an hour. Yeah. That, that's what makes it more challenging than any other sport. I think, uh, you know, in volleyball, uh, quite honestly, I believe is, is second in, in speed of the game. You, you don't have, you can actually see the, the substitutions in volleyball because it's a dead ball. And then they, they don't just all of a sudden have a line change in the middle of a, you know, of a, a bump or, you know, or a dig or something like that. So, um, but yeah, uh, usually what happens is, uh, you know, before the season for Michigan Tech, I had their names for the most part memorized two weeks prior to the series, right? So, uh, but now getting ready for for Army, I started working on on them right away yesterday on Sunday, and uh, and you just you start memorizing as best you can. My actually, the, I, my preparation goes all the way until the the final minute of the final game of the series. Because I, I constantly, you know, things come to my mind about a player or a play that just happened or a situation, whatever the case may be. And, and okay, let, you know, in, in this day and age with our phones and what have you, you can Google something really quick and get the answer to something. Or maybe there's a little bit more background about a player that, that's having a hell of a game and you didn't expect them to have that kind of game. And you just want a little bit more information. So I think the preparation for me starts when the last game of the two-game series ends against the previous opponent. Um, that's when you start working on on the next opponent. And hockey has a lot of interesting names to have to pronounce. Has that ever given you any issues trying to pronounce all these uh, names that are, you know, these foreign names that are, are hard to pronounce? Yeah. Yeah. And there, there aren't as many, I don't think actually some of just some of the American names can be difficult in and of themselves, but, okay. but you know, this past weekend, Alec Bretzman plays for Michigan tech. He's played for the Madison capitals. I called him Alex after he scored a goal, but I knew it was Alec. I don't know why I said Alex and, uh, mm. So sometimes I just screw up the easy ones, you know, but if there's, if there's a difficult name uh, and, and I try to pronounce it, I'll spell it out on air. If I fumble it or whatever, yeah. spell it out. Like, you know, if, if some kid scores from the slot from, from Northern Michigan or whatever, and, and I say his name and I know I just, just brutalized it, then I'll spell it out and then say it properly. So that's, that's what I tend to do. It actually kind of calms me down and I make fun of myself a little bit when I don't know the name properly. Hmm. Uh, do you want to take a hockey quiz with me from NHL.com to see if we can pass? Oh boy. All right. What's this going to be on John? Um, what do you mean? 
I want to know, is it just all encompassing NHL.com or, you know, what, this what is are you the doing? hockey hall of fame quiz at NHL.com. Okay. All right. All right, here we go. Mike Richter denied which future hall of famer on a, uh, I guess it's a video thing. Oh, we can't do that. Mm, that's stupid. Hold on. Let me try to find it. They have <laughs> other quizzes. Good thing about this is it's a podcast and, and you don't have to, how about an all-star quiz? You can do an all-star quiz if you want. Sure. I'm, you know, I'll be honest with you too. I didn't grow up watching the national hockey league. You know, I mean, I grew up watching major league baseball and hating the LA Dodgers and, and, uh, uh, ABA basketball with the Kentucky colonels and the spirits. Oh, of maybe Saints. we should do an ABA quiz. You know what? Uh, I don't watch all-star games. Yeah. I, I'll watch. I used to watch the, the MLB all-star game in the NBA all the time. Yeah. Uh, every single year when you're a kid, right. You know, yeah. and you're cheering for them and best. You know, yeah, I mean, there was one year I couldn't wait to see Randy Smith for the Buffalo Braves. I liked his basketball card, you know. I mean, so, but I don't all star games. I don't. I don't really watch anymore. A little bit of the Major League Baseball one, but yeah, other- like, especially why is it nowadays? Nowadays, nobody watches all star games. Why is that? And they don't mean anything, you yeah. know. I think the um, the romanticism of of Major League sports is you know it's lost its way you know Aaron Rodgers talks about uh, you know how can you not view football as romantic well sure I guess it is but when it comes to all-star games and stuff like that these days I just you know it's just a paid for tv show part of it too is if I uh, like back in the day you didn't get to watch these guys play every single night or watch the highlights over and over 24 hours a day Mm -hmm. right so yeah when so when you'd watch games you're like all right who's this guy from the west coast who's this Mike Trout you know, because you never saw him yeah. play, right? Yeah. You know, that's that's the way it was. Yeah. Um, you know, even uh, you know, like Kobe Bryant, you know, with the Lakers. I, I didn't stay up at nine thirty at night to watch Kobe play, especially when you're working at three thirty the next morning. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, you saw him play in all the highlights because ESPN filled it up with that. You know, but uh, but to actually watch him play a game when the playoffs came around or the All Star game, that was kind of fun. Yeah. Um, all right, BP. I remember the first time I heard you call a hockey game when I when I started working yeah. at at WIBA in 2004. And I remember yep. thinking to myself, holy crap, this guy is like really good. <laughs> like uh, this guy should be in the NHL. Yeah. Really, really good. I don't know. I just wanted to tell you that. I remember the first time I heard you call hockey. I was like, oh shoot, this is big time. This guy's yeah. big time right now. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's been, it's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun. What's, and- the, what's the most, what's the, why, why do you like hockey at Wisconsin so much? What is it? And, um, you know, what is it keeps you coming back? Um, well, first off, I'd, I'd probably say the people I've, I've gotten to meet so many great people over the last 20 plus years. Cause I did some public television, uh, prior to doing radio too. So, and you know, I've been in Madison for 30 years. So I'd go to, I'd go to the games when I wasn't calling the games, um, just cause I, I enjoyed the sport so much. That was when I was at point and I, I started doing hockey. It's like, okay, my next step is to be the Badgers announcer. That's what I wanted to do. And I finally mm-hmm. got that that opportunity. So, um, but uh, yeah, I, I just remember going to all those games, enjoying watching them as a fan, <laughs> you know, when they yeah. played at the Coliseum too, uh, the, the tradition was, you know, the first period, there's about five minutes left and everybody, not everybody, but most everybody would leave their seats in the Coliseum and go downstairs underneath and start drinking beers. <laughs> right. Oh yeah. yeah. They had the beer gardens there at the Coliseum. And, uh, and I, I got myself caught up there a few times and, it is kind of funny when you think about it now when Coach Sauer would walk by in between periods and you're sucking on a 20-ounce beer and, hey, Coach, how are you? Good, Brian, how are you? What's the score? You know, oh, it's yeah. 2-1. Well, 
one. Okay, yeah, well, we left. It was two nothing. So, all right, all right, good luck in the second. And then you go back, drink, <laughs> and you go to the locker room, right? So, um, just, I mean, Jeff Sauer was a great man. Otto Breitenbach, who was the longtime commissioner of the WCHA, was part of the uh, Wisconsin Athletic Department, um, you know, Edgewood High School. Um, and then just the coaches and the players and, and support staff I've gotten to know over the last uh, 20 plus years. Uh, that That's what's fun about it. Um, just getting to know them. And sometimes you just lose track of the games. It's, yeah. it's everything else around it. But, uh, but then the games, you know, for most of my run here, um, it's, it's been pretty good. There've been a few bumps along the way and, and Wisconsin hockey isn't where it wants to be or should be at this point made it to the NCAA tournament last year. Not a great start this year. doesn't mean this season's going to be a bad season, but um, um, it's, you know, I, Doing play-by-play because I, as as an athlete growing up, John, I wasn't good enough to to play beyond high school, um, no matter what sport it was. So how do you stay involved in sports? And this is what I wanted to do. You grow up, you know, in bed listening with a old transistor radio with a little earplug to baseball games when the Reds didn't play. You tune into KMOX or you try to get whatever station you possibly could, um, and that's just. So I mean, uh, it's there's so many good things. The games are the games are actually secondary to everything you get. All the people you get to know. You mentioned the beer garden. When are we going to get beer at University uh-huh. of Wisconsin athletics events? I mean, the Big Ten audience yeah. and football stadiums they're doing it. I mean, it's not that I, I just. I mean, I I just think it would be, it'd be nice to go sit down and watch a game and have a beer. I'm not saying overserve myself. I'm just saying have a beer. Uh, you, you know what you do if uh, you show your ID at the concession stand, uh, you get two wristbands or maybe you get one with two or three um, numbers that you can punch and you're limited to that. There right. Yeah. Why not? But, you know, instead, the only way you can have an adult beverage at the Cole Center or Camp Randall Stadium is if you have enough money or know somebody who has enough money that you can sit in a suite and watch the teams play. Yeah. So um, I, I think it should be universal. You know, if why, 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 uh, um, why limit the uh, the consumer, right? Yeah. Why, why? And, and you know, and after COVID and, and the you know the amount of money that that universities across the country lost, um, it seems like uh, athletic departments lost. It seems only logical that hey, how can we recoup some of that money? Well, that would probably help. And again, you can limit it. You don't have to have a bunch of crazy people out there and I'm sure there'll be some that'll try to get away with it or what have you. But I, I, I agree, you know, and there've been times too, when, when I'm calling games that I wish I could have a beer, you know, yeah. <laughs> seriously, actually third period Saturday against tech. I was thinking, boy, a beer would taste good right now. You know, it's yeah. five, you know, it's not yeah. looking good. Right. That would have been good. That would have been good. But, and, and they also, they've done studies. I'm going to cite studies that I forgot about what the eggs exactly entail. But anyway, I'm just so or anything like that, right? You got nothing. Mis- You're just spread some misinformation. Up. Yeah, go ahead. Great. Um, it, but basically, is that when some of these schools started serving alcohol, the binge drinking outside of the stadiums lowered because people knew I don't have to pound, you know, five beers before I go in because I'm not going to get anything for the next three hours. So sure. it actually, like, the incidents went down when they started serving beer inside. Huh. I you don't can't know where like that, but I hope I didn't make that up. Yeah, you may have made that up. I mean, it sounds sounds right. Sounds but, right. It uh, sounds believable. Yeah. yeah, nice job. Yeah. yeah, thanks. So you watch so okay, so you watch the Packer game on DVR. Have you yeah. ever seen a game like I, it, it got comical to me watching oh. the missed field goals? Like I was oh. sitting here there I have I can't remember the last time I watched a game 
And I laughed out loud. I'm like, oh my <laughs> gosh, what what is going on here? Because it was yeah. comical. I've never seen that many missed field goals that close to each other in yeah. those types of situations over and over and over. No, I know. It was, uh, and I knew what had happened, but I still wanted to see it anyway, right? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, Crosby missed a couple just badly, so badly. The one in, first one in overtime though, right? Um, he, he was close there. And then he told he told Lafleur, you know, I got it on the last one, and he nailed it. And it, it, in typical fashion, too, one of his long field goals, it barely gets up in the air, but he 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 knows how to line it through, and that's what he did. And so you you give credit to Crosby for for believing that he was going to make it. You give credit to Lafleur for believing that he was going to make it. Um, and you know, it, even though he had he had missed three in a PAT, I guess I was after watching again, I was like, all right, why are we playing for a field goal here? You know, it seemed like, right. Mm-hmm. Why, what are you doing? And, uh, then they got close enough and, uh, yeah, it was, well, when the person hit, thought he made his, that, that hit the flag above the, the left the, goal. The Bengals kicker. And, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And he's, he's celebrating and stuff. And I was like, wait a minute. No, he missed that. What is he celebrating for? You know, it was well, great. It was crazy. Watch that replay. And, as the ball is in the air and then it starts going left as it's starting to go left, he's turning around and celebrating. So right. he never he, even saw it. He just yeah. assumed that it never had that little left leaning tail to it. So, right. Right. But, no, but okay. Hey. So it also got me thinking BP um, yeah. because I saw our uh, Finkelman on Twitter. I should tell Finkelman he's been mentioned our, in the podcast. It's he's our Finkelman. <laughs> Did I say, said, I didn't say our, it said our Finkelman. Oh, I, I, I'm sorry. Um, Finkelman uh, had said that this is a bad Cincinnati team. Now they were three and one. I I don't think they're a good Cincinnati team. And I actually defended uh, Finkelman on Twitter because they had uh, Mm. like beaten the Vikings who had one win now two wins at the time they'd beaten Jacksonville who had no wins. They'd beaten Pittsburgh who had one win and they had lost to a two and two Chicago team. So I said, they're not the greatest, but if, one of the, if the Bengals kicker makes one of his game winning kicks, I mean, it's so funny how that changes the conversation. The Packers are three and two. They would have lost to the Bengals. They would have lost to the Buccaneers. They would have had all these other types of games where, um, you know, you can make the argument that they, they could have lost those two, but they didn't. Yeah. I get it. Um, yeah. it's just, I don't know. I guess it just kind of reminds you of just the fine line in the NFL. Well, yeah, when you're four and one, you're good, right? But, but, you know, the Packers escaped Cincinnati with a win. You just yeah. said that, right? Yep. What are you looking at me for? You're looking weird. This, this, what, what is going on? My, my camera looks different, doesn't it? Yeah, all of a sudden you froze there for a second, too. I don't know what happened. I, my camera all of a sudden looks like it's uh, from 1996. There we go. Let's do this. Oh, that's kind of funky. You look yeah. like outline now. What are you doing? I don't know. Sorry. You're, keep... you're I... learning on the job. You're, you're doing a great job. Look at you. <laughs> I don't know how it, I don't know what I did to my Zoom. Anyway, um, you know, what were we talking about? Do a forecast right now. You need to do a weather forecast because it looks like a green screen. How where's the where's the low pressure system coming through, John? Where's it at? Okay, yeah, yeah. It's always got to be backwards. Sure, the, sure. Right. Um, but the no, but but the Packers, the Packers, they they nearly lost yeah. to a a, a right. Bengals team. I don't know well, how do you, how do you view that? In San Francisco too, right? I mean they yes. they could be they could be two and three. So that, that's the thing. A win makes you look a lot better than you probably are. And a loss, maybe you're not as bad as the loss may indicate. Yeah, and I know, yeah, they, 
they beat the Steelers and that's fine. They've got some issues and the Bears defensively are, are pretty good. You know, Burrow's coming back from that torn ACL last year, so it's going to take him a little bit of time. But I, I like the I like the offensive weapons they have. Uh, and defensively, you know, they haven't given up more than 25 points in a game, and that was against the Packers. So I, I think, especially in that division, I think they're, they're a contender in that division. Are they a Super Bowl contender? No, I don't think so, not yet. But I think with Burrow as quarterback, um, I, I think they could be if they're – upper management um, actually knows what it's doing. And that's been a long, uh, long problem in Cincinnati with uh, from the uh, team owner and president all the way down. I didn't like passing plays toward the end of the game either. You know, it's one <laughs> of those things that is going under the radar because they win it. And we're all talking about the thousand yeah. missed field goals, but there was like a passing play with two twenty to go that helped the Bengals keep two timeouts and another passing play that stops the clock but that's the one I think Aaron Rodgers should have had a touchdown pass he just he just missed it but miss it th- those are things I think that we overlook and we just we just forget about because they won the game but I, I don't mm-hmm. I, you you gave the Bengals extra right. chances by yeah. by passing and not completing yeah. those passes Jones runs what for 100 and plus on 14 carries and and uh you know Dylan averaged almost four yards per carry but they still you know, they ran the ball, I think, 22 times, 22 times total plays. And they threw it 47, I think, or 20. What was it? No, 39. So what is that? You run one out of three downs or something like that? Something? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, when Jones had a great day. Keep giving the ball. They couldn't stop him. I wonder, it, it, you know, coaches throughout, no matter what level in football, sometimes I just think outthink themselves. You know, oh, the gosh, wow, he's running well, but let's throw the ball because we should or whatever the case may be. But no, I, I, I will say this, though, in, in just in my experience, the, the guys calling the plays and coaching on the sidelines uh, know a hell of a lot more about this than I do. Uh, so LaFleur obviously thought it was uh, in their best interest to throw it at that time. Uh, OK, what's what's his record as a head coach with the Green Bay Packers? I think pretty it's good. pretty. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> You know, when they win, I'm not, I, I'm not going to question them or worry about it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to concern myself with it. When you lose, yeah, you can break it down a little bit more because mm-hmm. had they lost that game. Yeah. That's, that's a big deal. What are you doing? Why are you giving them another chance potentially? Right. Yeah. Uh, by the way, speak, uh, speaking of people who, you know, you're not going to criticize a coach or whatever. Um, he's got a pretty good record. Pete Prisco had this to say on Twitter. Oh, you can't say it. Yeah. It's blurry um, yeah. today. I'll read it to you. He said, kickers do nothing but kick and stand around and practice. Make your dang kick. So many missed extra points in field goal Sunday. Make your dang kick. He said, damn. I guess I can say damn on the podcast. Yeah, it's you all you do. Mm. Like, that, that's an NFL. That's a national NFL writer. I'm going to give him a little crap here because it's like, I get what he's trying to say. Like, you have one job. Do your job. Yeah. But it's not like everyone's going to make every kick, catch every pass. You know, right. make every tackle, make every shot in basketball, hit every that, pitch in baseball. Like that's just a, it's a weird thing to say. Don't you think? Yeah. Oh, is every snap perfect? Is every hold perfect? No. Uh, yeah, but you know, that's just, the, that's the mentality though in, in football when it comes to kickers, it's been that way forever. Yeah. Well, not forever. Um, but for a long period of time, I think, you know, this, this is all you do. And they're generally much smaller than any of the other men that are in a football locker room. Right. So they're, they're just kind of, you know, there they are. And, you know, if they don't make their field goal or if they punt the ball out of bounds on uh, 10 yards, yeah, they're going to get the wrath of all those gorillas that are all around them. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, 
but yeah, he's, 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 he can, he can have his opinion on that if he wants, but Mason Crosby is more than that though. I mean, he's, he's been in green Bay for so long. He's, he's an excellent teammate. All you have to do is ask his teammates and the, the, the work he does in the community as well. He gets paid handsomely to make field goals and make as many as he possibly can. Um, but I mean, what he's done for, for the green Bay Packers in that, in that city and the state um, uh, off the field. Um, yeah. I had confidence. He was going to make every single one of them, even mm-hmm. after he missed the ones he missed. I, I, I thought he was going to, he was going to make one eventually. Um, and thankfully he made the one that mattered and they won the game. Well, that's what you got to do on Twitter, right? You got to be hot take. I'm so glad that I don't have to think about hot take. Not that I ever had hot takes on the radio, really, because that wasn't really my thing. I'm just so glad that not everything. That's why I like my podcast. (laughs) At least I like it Um, because I'm not trying to be controversial. I'm just trying to just hang out with Brian Posick and I don't have to like have the hot take about this and that and the Packers and you won't believe who does this and does that because that gets so old. Yeah. You're in it. Yeah, I'm tired of Twitter. Yeah, my old boss said that I need to get on social media for my job, so I did. And, and uh, <laughs> but uh, um, and I'm still on it now. But uh, I've just I have over the last month or so, it's like you know what, I I don't care about this gone, or you know what, I'm gonna block that because I don't want to hear this guy anymore. You know, mm-hmm. and so yeah. you, um, yeah, you know all. All this world is now is programming other people's minds. We have it on social media. We have it on. Uh, over-the-air radio, television, um, you know, uh, newspapers, magazines, doesn't matter what it is. Um, uh, it seems that uh, um, the, the, the goal of, of many, uh, the powerful, uh, is to program those that uh, are a few and not as powerful. And that, uh, uh, that doesn't sit too well with me. So mm-hmm. uh, form your own opinion, right? You know, you right. watch, you know, um, you don't need some jack wagon to tell you uh, what you should or should not think. You can gain the information and then decipher yourself. But uh, even the info, Brian, but even the information. So my buddy and I were talking about COVID. Uh, mm-hmm. My buddy Jesse, this was a, a few weeks ago. Yeah. And I forget exactly in what context we were talking about it. And I said, okay, well, I'll go look up the stat. I'll go look mm-hmm. up the stat and we'll find out, you know, kind of what the real idea is. And then as I was looking it up about 15 to 20 minutes later, I, I said, oh my gosh, researching what somebody wrote yeah. is like a part-time job. Like <laughs> now all of a sudden I have to go research just to make sure that the thing that I read on the internet is even, or what context, what nuance were they not talking about? Like it, it's a full-time job just to make sure what you even share is is what you're trying to represent because people can be a little misleading or may omit a stat or may take a statistic the wrong way. It's right. And then I thought, Oh my gosh, this is just, uh, I'm not going to do this. (laughs) They have their own agenda. Some do. Right. Right. So yeah. And usually for me, uh, you know, if if something intrigues me, if it's a headline or a picture or whatever, and I decide, okay, what's this all about? Uh, Usually in the first sentence or two or paragraph or two, you can realize, okay, this is worth reading or it's not. Right. And then you just you just move on or you or you continue to read. And then, OK, you've got some additional information. How true is this? And if you see something that's like, is that true? Then you can go find out if that's really true. And then you find out it's misinformation or whatever. Yeah. No, every it, it, yeah, we're we're all being misled in some form or fashion, it seems like. That's, again, why, you know, use your mind. You know, you were trained in whatever uh, education you received, however long you went. 
um, you know, use your mind and, and, and figure things out um, and, and go through the facts, find the facts and, and don't let somebody else tell you what's true or false, you know, find out yourself. And that's a part-time job finding it out. And you don't get paid for that. No, I don't, don't. You don't get paid for the podcast either. We need sponsors. You know, we need yes. sponsors like Samuel Adams Oktoberfest, right? Well, I Art, mean, you Art can go. How about this? I do have a deal with Pinnacle Health and Fitness. So sign up right now at Pinnacle Health and Fitness. They'll give you your first month free and nice. you get free two free training sessions. And I'll buy a month if you're the first person to sign up and DM me on Twitter. So you get two months free. How about that? What? How about that? That's cool. Fitness.com. Yeah. Nice. I'm working on monetizing the podcast, but this is yeah. all new to me. I, the whole yeah. monetization of that is, yeah. is new. So I don't know. You, I might make a couple bucks. You yeah. gotta work. You gotta work on your staging. Your background needs help. You gotta yeah. find. Well, right here. now here, it's not a video podcast yet. No. Oh, yeah. this is all audio. Oh, see, we can't. Yeah. See, that's too bad. Yeah. Eventually if, yeah, I mean, I don't want to, here's, here's what I wanted to do. I wanted uh-huh. to talk to cool people two or three times a week. And you got me instead. And I got you instead. So I'm already yeah. failing. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't, I didn't, I wanted, you know, I'm good with audio. So I just wanted to click upload and sure. then go about my day. Uh, you know, put a couple tweets out there. And so like, I thought the video part of it would be like, okay, now I got to learn video stuff. Now I got, yeah, yeah. now I've got a full-time job and I'm getting paid $0 for it. <laughs> So I didn't want to, I wanted to make an effort, but I didn't want to make the effort where all of a sudden I couldn't, yeah. you know, do anything well, else. That's where if you and me and Mike Lucas do decide to do a podcast together, you're going to have to do all the work because yeah, I have absolutely no clue how to do any of this stuff. None whatsoever. Well, right. It's audio only. It's easy. You just upload the audio. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, wow, but if Lucas you're gonna, pretty excited yeah, about it, I think. If you're going to make this a big deal, though, John, you got to get to work a little bit more. I mean, you you need we need the video. We need a cool open. Right. Maybe some graphics. I dig your your uh, your graphic for your John cast. That's awesome. Yeah. Shout out to um, you. You know, how I got that, by the way. No. How? Uh, I'm going to give a shout out to the person who designed it for me. Ashlyn on Twitter. Ashlyn. I I put out a tweet that said, hey, anybody know how to make a logo for a podcast yeah. and there must be graphic designers sitting on Twitter waiting for those tweets, hoping to get money or hoping yes. to get paid just like you on a podcast. Right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And so yeah. Ashlyn sent me uh, a DM that said something uh-huh. like, I'll make you a dope logo. And I was like, that's what I want. I want a dope logo. Yeah. Like, right. Right. That's exact. Thank you. Yes. Let's see how, uh, let's see some of your work. But I, Brian, it, I got dope. dozens dope. of DMs. And 80 really? some responses to that tweet. Wow. Yeah. Wow. You're popular. No, it's people looking for work. Okay. Graphic right. designers. But Ashlyn, I thought, did a great job. So shout out yeah. to Ashlyn. Yeah. If, uh, so are you looking for work, John? What are you doing? You're just sitting around doing volleyball, right? I'm sitting around doing volleyball, which, by the way, the preparation, you know, yeah. it, takes, it takes a while. Uh, I'm actually being able to go to practice. I am for the first time ever because you know, after, you know, afternoons yeah. are free. Uh, right. I'm actually like, have time in the day now to like put on a couple of matches of the opposition to get more familiar with them. Yeah. Um, I'm talking to the coaches, like the opposing coaches to get some info. Like, Uh yeah. Cause Uh I have all this time to do this now, but where, where before, you know, that that job got in the way of of doing play by play. And, um, although if you ask some people around there, I spent too much time on the play by play. I won't Uh name names. 
Um, huh. Huh. Okay. Yeah, um, and uh, so, yeah, so that was, that's, that's what I'm doing. And I'm, I'm applying for jobs. I'm looking, here's, here's my approach for jobs. So you're applying for jobs. Yeah. Like, well, I'm on unemployment, so I have okay. to. Yeah. I'm, I'm not, you know, no? Oh, when, why aren't you on unemployment? Well, uh, cause I, I, uh, I resigned or retired from my heart. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I can't get unemployment. People have been wondering where you have been, Brian. Yeah, I'm here. I'm right here on this podcast. Okay. So you don't get unemployment. So you don't have to apply for jobs if you don't want to. No, I, well, I should probably start applying for jobs. Yeah. Don't you think? Uh, yeah. I'm, well, I mean, no, not if you don't want to. Too young to retire, I think. No, I don't know. No, no? The retired this. Oh, this retired life. I yeah. keep telling people if this is retirement, yeah, dude, I got stuff to do. I got to pick up my daughter in 30 minutes. We're going to go to the library. We're going to practice piano. I got to make supper. Can you play like, piano? Can you play the piano? I can play now. Happy birthday. She taught my, oh. my eight-year-old taught me that. And jingle Good. bells. And jingle bells. Nice. Mm -hmm. I just nice. learned them this weekend. Yeah, um, but no, I, here's my strategy for applying for jobs. Yeah. I, I look at the jobs that I think I'd be good at. A lot of social <laughs> media management stuff. And I, I just, I may not have all the qualifications they're looking for, you know, cause yeah. I don't have the experience. Cause I spent 17 years doing everything at a radio station. Um, <laughs> and so I, I just, I'm, I'm Chuck and Hail Mary's essentially on some of these jobs, just okay. hoping that, uh, you know, Randall Cobb comes down with it or, or somebody comes down Devontae, with it. Or is, he not, is he not the best receiver in the NFL? Devontae Adams. Yeah. He's the best. Jamar Chase looked pretty good yesterday. I mean, I know he's not the best, but it looks know. really good too. Yeah. No, I, Adams, there's no doubt. Uh, you know, Sterling Sharp, uh, he was so much fun to watch when Favre was throwing him dimes and some of the moves he made, just strength, but he also had enough speed and quickness. And, uh, you know, had he stayed healthy, he's a Hall of He's, in my opinion, he should be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame anyway. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. You know, Jordy Nelson was, was really, really good. Don't get me wrong. You know, Donald Driver, what have, what have you. But um, when you think of guys that, that stand out in a Packers uniform, well, yeah, Devontae Adams, uh, Sterling Sharp, right? Don yeah. Hudson, James Law. James Law. Wide receiver, Devontae mm -hmm. Adams, yeah. I think, uh, I think that's uh, – you got four right there that are pretty good. Yeah. You got a lot of good wide receivers there in the Green Bay Packers yeah. era. Um, yeah. all right, BP, I think, uh, I think we're done with the podcast. How'd you like it? What, what would you do differently? What should I do differently on this podcast? I, guess, I don't know. I should be more prepared for, uh, for an NHL all-star trivia uh, contest. I was, I not don't even know why I did that. I have no idea either. Um, cut it out. Yeah. Um, I should have been more prepared with my remarks about, uh, uh, play by play and history of games I've done. I feel like I failed you, John. I didn't provide you with any um, solid, you know, uh, breaking news about anything, really. I just, uh, I just sat around and talked with you for a half hour, which Here's is not the bad. Tweet. Here's the tweet. Yeah. Today yeah. I talked with Badger hockey broadcaster Brian Posick. We talked yeah. about why he resigned or no. why you don't hear him on the radio, not why you resigned. That's a difference. Yeah. Yeah. You, oh, yeah. you said it in the podcast, so I can put it on there. Um, retired retired from retired yeah, re from radio from, from iheart from oh so just from iheart i retired from iheart okay why he retired from radio i from i 
whatever. And then I'll say, say like, how did Brian do on an NHL quiz? No, and then I'll no, say, yeah, right. okay. no, what's he just, been up to? How about, how about what Brian's doing next? Right. Or where, where the hell is Brian Posick? You yeah. know, you can do like that. That's yeah. good. Right? I like that. Uh, I didn't give any juicy information. I'm no, 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 I am. Uh, I will say that everything is good. Everything is smooth. Uh, we are happy and enjoying ourselves. And um, sometimes uh, change is for the better. Change was made and it is definitely for the better. So I'm good. I'm good. I miss doing what I'm doing, though. Don't you miss going in there every day? No, I don't like your facial expression there, John. Um, yes really and no. Yeah. yeah. It, it, the on-air work is what I miss. Right. I, that's what I always, want, always wanted to do. So mm-hmm. I, I miss doing that every day. Not waking up at 3.30 necessarily, but, um, I, yeah, it was, it was a kick to do. You always wanted to find that audio that, that uh, you heard about or, um, you know, the – the opposing radio's home run call of a game winner or something like that. Those are fun. You know, NHL uh, goal scores, stuff like that. That's, that's fun finding all that stuff and reporting the news. I enjoyed doing that, but, um, but I also, the other stuff. I didn't like all the other stuff, the extra stuff. People can say that about every job too. Yeah, there that's true. Some great yeah. Things about your job, and then there's some not so great things about your job. So how long are you going to do it? You know, are you, are you happier or less happy than you think you should be? Where, where are you at on that spectrum? Right. So, um, I, I haven't been this happy and, oh, been a long time. It's good. Mm-hmm. This, this is all good. This I is all good. Should, I think we should end it like that then. Thank you, Brian Posick. John, I'd be happy to do this anytime. I'm not sure what type of feedback you're going to get. You know, um, uh, I think I can, uh, I, I like the idea of a, uh, of a hat trick uh, podcast. I really do. Mm-hmm. I think we can do this. Um, that trick podcast, but that yeah. sounds more hockey centered. Yeah, it does. It does. You're right. But I didn't want to say, want to say a threesome podcast. Cause what does that sound like, John? Right. What is that? <laughs> Let's we stick can't, with, we can't stick do with that trick. Yeah. Yeah. How about a trio hat trick? Oh, okay. The trio, our trio, trio podcast, not a trio hat trick. Cause but that's, it's gotta be like university of Wisconsin somehow related too, right? Well, how about if we do different ones? How about if, you know, me, you and Lukey just, Talk about the Packers one day or Major League Baseball one day or something like that. But then we can do one that's just all Badger stuff. I mean, you got volleyball, women's hoops covered. I got men's and women's hockey covered. Lukey's got basketball and football covered. Okay. You know, well, I'm leaving it up to Lukey. He, he's going to go inquire. And then if there's interest, then we can okay. start the next steps. Okay. All right. Okay. okay. All right. Yeah, so cool we, logo. Maybe every I'll month- talk to my girl, Ashlyn, and she'll get us a cool logo. Oh, that'd be cool, too. Every Monday, we're going to do this. Huh? Is that oh, what you're thinking? As long as we start getting some money. <laughs> Just kidding. All right. No, you are not kidding. Well, money would be <laughs> nice. All right. Thanks, Brian. I got to go. Hey, all right. Be good. Bye, Avi. See you. <laughs>